Good morning, and thank you for joining me once again. If you've got uh, the time to do so, and it's convenient for you, get your Bible and open it to the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 5. We're going to look at uh, verses 17 and 18 in just a moment. Uh, Again, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 and 18. Uh, We took up the issue yesterday of Jesus being our representative. And as our representative, he could suffer our punishment in our place. Uh, It is also true that as our representative, as the second Adam, he did the deeds that God demanded of his people. Uh, The deeds, in a sense, demanded of Adam, uh, and Adam failed in obedience to those Uh, commands, uh, Jesus Christ comes and perfectly obeys the will of the Father. And so uh, as our representative, as our substitute, his active obedience, his performance, uh, uh, even uh, uh, of the deeds demanded in God's law, are credited to us. And so that is why it can be said that we're righteous in Christ. Uh, It is appropriate to speak of our sins being forgiven. That's a great and good thing. But it is also right to say not only are our sins forgiven, but we have been given as a gift the righteousness, the righteous deeds, the credit for the righteous deeds uh, performed by our Lord Jesus Christ, namely obedience to God's law. Jesus speaks to that issue in our text today. His words, uh, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I say to you, heaven and earth will uh, pass away, but not an iota, not a dot will pass away from the law until all is accomplished. And so uh, Jesus did not come uh, to say that the law is irrelevant. There's no longer any binding issues relative to the law. Now, uh, our understanding of, of the Old Covenant law, the Old Testament law, uh, is in some sense a fairly complicated thing uh, for us, but suffice it to say uh, that certainly as represented, represented and communicated uh, centrally in the Ten Commandments, but not exclusively in the two Ten Commandments, uh, God's moral law is eternally binding. It reveals both the character and the will of God uh, for His people. And the reality is if we really honestly and seriously uh, examine our lives, with a view toward God's law, we will find that we are guilty. And that is the standard by which we will be judged, uh, uh, that we have failed to obey uh, God's law. And so Jesus says that I don't come to to remove uh, this issue of God's standard uh, for uh, all men, uh, that I don't I didn't come to render irrelevant the law nor the prophets, that the, uh, as we might speak, the Old Testament still has relevance uh, for the New Covenant uh, people of God. But he does come to fulfill both the law and the prophets. The prophets anticipated uh, the person and work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he fulfilled their prophecies concerning uh, himself. And then he came and whatever God demanded as revealed in the law, Jesus perfectly obeyed. Jesus perfectly uh, fulfilled. And so that is why uh, but in his essence he is perfect. He is without spot or blemish. But not only in his essence is he without spot or blemish. In his 
performance, he is without spot or blemish, in that he uh, perfectly obeyed the law, the God's law, uh, both in terms of its performance and that which motivated him uh, to perform. We can think of our children. Sometimes we can force uh, their obedience, uh, but uh, as we might say, their heart's not in their obedience. That uh, uh, in their heart, they're still rebelling. They're just obeying to avoid punishment or something along those lines. But Jesus, uh, both in motivation, uh, in deep in the, in, in the essence of his being, uh, he was always surrendered to the will of the Father. And so he obeys, again, as our representative, as the second Adam. He perfectly fulfills the law. And having established and earned that, right, that perfect righteousness by his deeds, perfectly righteous in essence, perfectly righteous in performance, uh, that performance is credited uh, to us, uh, that we get credit for the fact that Jesus passed the test of the law. And so that is great and good news, and that is why it can be said that we are righteous uh, in Christ. We are righteous uh, before God, and that is truly uh, a, a facet of the good news of the gospel that I think is often overlooked, often missed, uh, but we are righteous in our Lord Jesus Christ because he really did perform the deeds demanded. He really is the righteous one. And so I pray that this is a blessing to your day, and I'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.